As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake Doctor's Orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Welcome to Sportsnet Tonight with Elliot Price. Brought to you by Ye Old Orchard Pub. There's a lead pass. In on goal, McDavid. Scores! 3-1 Canada! Here's the one-two pitch from Martinez. Ball hit out into center field. Going back, Marquise Grissom. He's got it! Dennis Martinez has pitched a perfect game. There's a shot. They the 2-1 pitch. Cordero swings. Base hit. The Expos will win. The Expos will win. Cordero with a base hit to win the ball game in the bottom of the ninth inning. The crowd is over. Drink it in, Canada. World champions. And now, here's your host, Elliot Price. Price. Some of you know, others don't. If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, this is the last show for CFMB 1280 AM Sportsnet Tonight with Elliot Price. And I'll say what I wrote on Facebook and go about the business of shutting this down with a smile. I'd like to thank those who spent even a moment giving us a chance. Thank you, Luigi Valente, for giving me the opportunity to continue doing what I love to do. Thank you, Grant Robinson and Freddie Uni, for putting in crazy time to help us do a hell of a show on a shoestring budget. Thank you big time to the sponsors who were kind enough to believe in what was important, even though they may not have received a huge bang for their buck. Many had a chance to advertise and chose not to, although reaching out to you was not one of my strengths. I hope in the future you can see past your wallets. I've watched the size of our English audience dwindle to the equal of Regina, Saskatchewan. Not that there's anything wrong with Regina, Saskatchewan. We often question the Quebecois and how they handle keeping their language alive in their province. Whatever their motives, it's worked, and we need to do the same. The city of ours is not based on one broadcasting and one newspaper entity. If you have a chance and a few dollars and think it important, please invest in our future, or soon none of us will live here and our culture will be completely gone. It was another interesting year in my life. I'm going on vacation and contemplating the future. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, 
I already asked, so I can't ask you again. I was going to ask you to guess how many of these we've done. Uh, overall, this is a weeknight show, number 166, but we did 17 Sundays. And interesting, we did all 17 Sundays with Santiago Betancourt, and somehow Santiago is our board operator tonight. And uh, what have you done? Like maybe three or four weeknights with us, but you did all the Sundays. And so uh, show 183 overall, and I got to tell you, we had a lot of fun. I knew Grant. I didn't know Freddie before we started. Freddie sent me an email, said, I'd love to help with the show. And so we put Freddie to work. And uh, Grant, we dragged over as an intern from that other place. And uh, you've grown tremendously. And uh, you should get a call any day. They should hire you. I appreciate it as well. I mean... I think good things are going to happen. I Elliot saw Price you on well, the yeah. television I know, yesterday. Eh? I know. Not Woo! just the face. You look good. Huh? You hey. look pretty. And by the way, uh, it's on tonight at 11 o'clock, right, on City. So if you want to catch Sports Central, the panel, on uh, City TV, breakfast television, with uh, Elias Makos, and you were on with... I was on with Derek O'Quinn, Derek, Derek Fage, Derek Anakin Slade, and, and you uh, said Derek, Elias Makos. And yeah. Derek uh, Anakin Slade. <laughs> so every, every, everyone can everyone can be Derek. Uh, you look great. I didn't see it yesterday, but I saw the pictures. Radio. I loved it. I, loved I saw it. the pictures, and you look you look great. I saw it in studio here while doing the show, like right before the show was on. So that was a little weird, but definitely a cool opportunity. Uh, you know, I had to represent the show, and look, perfect timing because that's right. Today was the last one. Well, we're we're so blessed to have so many good people. Uh, to come in and, and help us out, you know, uh, not easy starting off from whatever, but uh, all of our Canadians uh, contributors, all of our Sportsnet people, uh, just awesome uh, to be able to present them night in, night out. We had our hockey half hour with unbelievably talented people, I dare say, for a half hour, nobody touched us. Uh, in this town, I, I defy anybody here to have had uh, in the same half hour every single day uh, those kind of noted hockey reporters like we had every single night, Monday to Friday. So uh, thank you, everybody. And two of those will uh, help us uh, close us out tonight. Kyle Bukoskis, the ringside reporter from Sportsnet, Habs, and Rory Boylan, the last one. Uh, last man in will be last man out from the Tape to Tape podcast uh, from Sportsnet. He'll join us. Good to have DK as, uh, look, we've gone end to end uh, with uh, Daniel Kalis. And the Super Bowl is Sunday. This is uh, the timing. Daniel did uh, a rundown of every single team in order of finish uh, to start the NFL season. And we finish off with the Super Bowl here. And uh, our sports sociologist, Abby Goldberg, will join us to say goodbye uh, before we go. Um, anybody, uh, Freddie, do you remember who our first guest was? No, no. I, was, oh. I actually missed the first show. I came on the second oh. show. Was it Dan Roberts? Nope. It was... John Bartlett. John Bartlett. John Bartlett. John Bartlett. No, we're we're allowed bad. to have that other guy. My bad. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> My bad. You're fired. <laughs> this is I resigned. A show grant. <laughs> Nicely done. It t- you're blushing. It took, you, it took you almost a full year for, for that total mess up. That's, uh, that's but terrific. But you know what? I'm glad it happened. I'm not talking to you I anymore. I needed it. I needed it. <laughs> All right. You know what? I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I, I thought it would be great to just uh, talk with you guys on the show, plus our guest tonight. And I wasn't bringing in any voices uh, for tonight's show. But then I heard, I heard voices <laughs> in your head. <laughs> yeah, if so, that's the case. So we'll have some of that, and we'll see if Grant has bothered to do any homework tonight. 
Uh, and uh, are we ready for the last opening face-off? Always. Is this the closing Always. face-off? What is this? Oh, that was deep. You like that? That was deep. All right. Uh, Santiago, if you'll press some buttons, and uh, we'll come on back with the opening face-off. This is Sportsnet Tonight. Elliot Price, Grant Robinson, Freddie Ioni. This ain't like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card. Because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. All right, Elliot. We asked a question oh, yesterday. We're talking now, eh? uh, In opening face-off. Well, yeah. I hope so, or else this will be a pretty boring segment if we oh, don't hey, talk to each other. I'll take over, and we'll be just fine. Here's a chance for you to voice your opinion on something. Me and Freddie, so I won't even talk in this one. Uh, me and Freddie <laughs> d- discussed it yesterday. It's already better. If Tom Brady wins on Sunday. Oh, okay, God. What, what are you going to make me say? Where does he rank? I already, do you do this show with me? You haven't said if he wins what he'll be. I'd or say if he what, loses, what does this affect To be you? fair, it was with me. Okay. You answered this question. I, I, I already called him the greatest quarterback of all. Already, time. even if he loses, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, because because a lot of people say, "Don't make is... me say it again." <laughs> so it was, you it really was hard do... enough the first wow. time. That's big from you because I know you are a. I'm not going to say a Brady hater, Can we move but on you're to definitely the next not item? a Brady liker. <laughs> Why do we have to keep talking about this? Uh, I, just before we move on, is it something I if did he to loses, you? it doesn't do it doesn't change anything He's a to you. Loser, even then. I wish that he'd lost the one to Seattle. He, he should have. I know. But he should have won the two against you, the Giants. You, you do realize he'd be 12 years without a Super Bowl now, right? Fair, but the two against the Giants, if we're talking about lucky well, fluke plays, I know, but because of fluke uh, plays uh, going the other way. No, if I want to make my point, I'm going to use everything <laughs> in my power to use whatever I have uh, at my disposal to make him look as bad as I can. I'm going to miss this. This. Uh... This <laughs> Elliot Call attitude. me. I'm I won't charge lie. you a lot. Well, here's someone who, <laughs> look, that was an Oakland fan right there. Who who openly Where? admitted right in front of me, you Elliot? What are you, you supposed to do it? Who openly sick. admitted he's great? Uh, Were you Tim telling Brown, people? I already said it. Tim have to Brown, keep... I like Oakland Tim Brown. Hall of Famer, yeah, I like doesn't have the same opinion That's as fine. you. What does uh, he this say? week, even yeah. I understand after the game why he was bitter. This week, yesterday, actually, he comes out and says Tom Brady would be nothing, nothing without the Tuck Rule. There Is that look? I understand you could say he'd have one less Super Bowl. Well, you can't possibly agree with that, right? It changes history, but Tom Brady's still a good quarterback. Tom Brady wasn't even good back then. Tom Brady didn't throw. He was a guy who would let Vinatieri get into field goal range. As I've said many times on the show, a legacy built on a lie. The New England Patriots. By the way, you should write a book about that, because that's a great title. Yeah, Tuck Rule Without the T. Sounds like alternative facts going on here. I don't know what's happening. The Uck Rule. The Uck Rule, yeah. Which, oh, I can't even tell that joke. <laughs> Too much? Too uh, much? It, it had to do with an Expos coach whose last name was, was Cox, and he told me what his nickname was. I can't imagine where no, this I is going. Go I can't imagine. Uh, I'll say this, though, about that. It's a good one. Tom Brady, yes, he might have not won that year. What? He might have not won that year. if it he won. Well, won. he wouldn't have won if the tuck rule wasn't there. Even but got the, the tuck Super rule Bowl. was called more than once. It was a bad rule oh, that was... Please, what else have you got on that paper? <laughs> what, are you torturing me here? Our last night together? You said, what did I do to you to make you do this to me tonight? Just digging Good in. Good God, amazing. what's question two? So, so far you have refused to answer both questions. I, I love how... No, 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 no. He answered it. And he had said that he he had mentioned it hey, last week. If that you yes, wouldn't, if you wouldn't take admitted. nights off, then you would have heard it. Where, where was Elliot Price last night? It was a whole opening. <laughs> where was Elliot Price last night? Taking a night off, but judging me for taking one off. Is this our first day together? 
All right. Michael Vick. Sportsnet tonight <laughs> with Elliot Price. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain Just that saying. when it starts, eh? Sportsnet tonight with Elliot Price without... Now sitting in. <laughs> That's your job. You're but supposed to come in and say, was I supposed to do with that? With the yeah. fake voice. All right, like come on, it. come on. We have a show Michael Vick has officially announced his retirement He's today. He's the greatest quarterback of all. He announced his retirement today. Well, we knew it was coming, but he kept... We knew it was coming. He kept coming back as a backup. Most of us thought it already happened. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but now that he is, yeah. uh, in your mind... Should he be a no. Hall of Famer in the end? Are you, and are really you insane? Off field? You really asked that question? 100% no, I'll ask that question. Well, why would why he be not? a Hall of Famer? Uh, because his stats, he's done things that nobody else in the sport has done. He completely changed the way the quarterback position not was played. You think he's a Hall of Famer? I think that if he had nothing I you a question. that happened to no, him, flat I think, out. I think it's still very possible he makes it. Never. But personal issues, No, there's nothing else to compare this to. He's not going to the Hall of Famer. O.J. Simpson's in it. Oh, first of all, O.J. Simpson was in before. Was in I get before. it. Did OJ they take Simpson, him out? O.J. Simpson. You're going to compare O.J. Simpson to? You're, you're serious. What? What? Go ahead. Continue your sentence. O.J. Simpson was one of the greatest running backs that ever put cleats on. Ever. And when ever. Michael Vick no. was in his prime, he was he one was of the greatest quarterbacks that, nobody, that ever played. I'm saying no, you're saying on. he was something. He was something that the league has never seen. He ran for more yards no, 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 no. than OJ, running backs OJ do as a quarterback. OJ wasn't one of the greatest he things the league has ever seen. Oh, no, OJ was one of the greatest running backs in the history of the game. You cannot say that about Michael Vick. You can say he was an anomaly because he ran and he ran better than most quarterbacks. And what's his lifetime record? How far did he ever get? It's a get? winning record, actually. Yeah. On a team where I, get, I dare you right now, and this is not a challenge, is that... No. Try and name one of his receivers. Don't really care. Try and well, name. The, neither did anybody else. Well, I'll get they back had to none. you when I see all of his I'm accomplishments you, in the Super Bowl. Right, well, no, he never made it in that. I agree. I'm just saying the way Not he changed close. the sport. That's look a, at quarterbacks no. now compared to before Michael Vick played. Just like Randy Moss changed the receiver position. If if uh, I say if you ask the top 100 reporters that cover the National Football League, you're going to get 99 no's, maybe a hundred. And, but you're saying forget the off, like, because are you of, saying because of that or? Because of what? The off-field issues. That, that, that does not enter, enter the conversation. I can't believe that you think that he even has a chance. He's not even close to a Hall of Famer. He's, there are, there's a hundred guys that are going to get in before he does. I'm just saying he holds the record. Guys, he holds I'm, the NFL record for, what? for rushing yards. Okay, so congratulations. But that, that, that's what I'm saying. He's the best rushing quarterback of all time. Exactly. Terrific. That Elliot, doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. The best punt returner of all time is going to be what? in the Hall the of Fame. The best punt returner is the best punt returner because... Because he's a punt returner. This guy's the best no, running the punk, quarterback well, because he's too. not a running back. He's a quarterback. So when he got in trouble, he ran. He had great feet. That doesn't make you a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not saying he's in guaranteed. I'm just no, saying no, no, if you no, say no, there's no, no. He's no argument. Not, he's, not, he's not in. He's not going to be in. It's never going to happen. He's if if well, it was the off you want to know something? If it was baseball and he got on the ballot the first year like everybody else, he would fall off after the first year. I'm just saying. Not even close. I think you're you're underestimating what he did. I'm not saying he'll make it. I agree that he probably shouldn't. On the scale of me underestimating and you overestimating, you are way football fields ahead. <laughs> agree to disagree on that again. Uh, you no, can agree to disagree, but that would just make you wrong. I'm just saying, if you look at the stats, he is number one with that. He's the really first quarterback so to what? ever throw okay. and run. So so tell me. Um, 
the best throwing halfback of all time. The guy that ran okay, up the most. Hold mo- on. No, hold the, on. The guy that ran up the most. Hold on. Hey, there are. There if are, a running back threw for yeah. over a thousand yards in a season, yeah. he would get considered. A running back you throws one play. Michael Vick carried a if, team. If a guy, if a guy uh, in the same relation, okay, but but his running was the same as Michael Vick's passing. You would think uh, you're telling me well, no, punch, look, punt returners. That's are gonna... not a fair comparison. You, a comparison would be a running back who catches a lot of balls. They do make the Hall of Fame. Look at Marshall Falk. He didn't have the rushing yards okay. necessarily. Very well. So the running back who, yeah, well, you added on to his rushing yards. Okay, if you give me a but running Michael back, pass too, that's if what I'm you saying. give me the running back with with uh, one of the most catches of all time coming out of the backfield, but he just didn't have uh, you know whatever. He's not getting into the Hall of Fame. A running back, I agree, a running I'm back just saying, to say that he catches even look the ball is not getting into the Hall of Fame, and Michael Vick is never getting into the Hall of Fame. We can make. I this, believe that. Let, I, I will no, say no, no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, we will make the bet now. Okay, I'll give you a two or three to one, whatever it is. Put a lot of money on it, and we can collect when Michael Vick dies. I will. Okay? I'm the witness here. I just said no. he will not make it. By the way, I just want to be clear. You said Why 99 are we having this conversation. 99 <laughs> out of 100. Do you, do you understand what's going on? I thought okay, he so hold was on. getting hold into on the then. 99 out of 100 would say no. You said right. You're so when Michael Vick eventually gets nominated and does get some votes, I win that bet. If more than one person votes for Michael Vick, I win that bet. Deal. Daniel okay. Daniel Kalis <laughs> will join us at nine o'clock, uh, a little after nine, and we'll ask him flat out: uh, Do you think? That Michael Vick is a Hall of Famer. Uh, give us your pros and cons. That's it. He won't, but for eight of years, he, he was a stud. He <laughs> no was, one will. He was an MVP candidate, and he did change the way the QB thing the was answer We is, talk about builders and owners, how they change the game. He you know, did. For someone who just said he's not going into the Hall of Fame, I can't believe you're arguing no, both but there's sides a difference. Of the... Hold on. There's a difference to say that it's not even a conversation. Freddy? To me, that's yeah. disrespectful Make to him. This isn't a conversation. This is not... Uh, this is, ne- this you know what? This is two Next question. Row. Next question. Yeah. Last I can't one. believe it. Like, this, this is the worst opening face-off we've ever had. You saved it for our very last show. You know it's unbelievable. This will be the last one we do. Enough. That's We're done it. with this. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> last one here. Oh, there's another one. Me and Dana having a kid. Okay. Who's big Dana? Debate. The big debate Tell here who that Dana we is. have. Dana's my girlfriend. Oh, it's a girl. Uh, the, the big debate uh, that we have right now. Yeah. She's a huge Habs fan. I'm a huge Leafs fan. And by the way, she beat everybody in our football pool. Yep. she's right. She wins every pool she's in. Yeah, it's course. kind of annoying, but it's kind of amazing at the same time. Yep. Having said that, yes. the problem is now we're both having that argument i want my kid to be a leafs fan she wants it to be a house fan. we both agree i, I thought that, that they were arguing because he wanted to name the baby nazim kadri robinson <laughs> no no this that's is, this is what i thought was, <laughs> no, was the problem it's here. it's not that <laughs> but here we go like nazim come in here because we agree you can't have a kid that likes both you cannot like NK, both it's, where a, it's, are you? Uh, it's blasphemous so we agreed no pressure until the kid's six or seven, until he's old enough to make, or she, old enough to make their own decision. What is the argument? I've lost myself in of, the Nazim Kadri gonna Who the kid will cheer for. Now, we've agreed till he's six or seven, or she is six or seven, no pressure. At that point, no, right now, late. so think, it's seven it's or eight late. years. It's over. Going to pick up on, it really depends on, on what the child thinks about you. But look at the sports teams. Here's well, the question. Yeah. Look at the sports team. <laughs> look at the sports stop, teams. Stop, stop. Seven or eight years um, from now, who let me has ask the advantage? You a let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, National Football League. Yeah. You cheer for? Dallas Cowboys. Your nobody. Dad? Nobody. Your dad doesn't cheer. I like, no. I like, I like Deion Sanders, okay. Michael Irvin. Yep. But Toronto Maple Leafs, yes. Okay. My dad. Sure the same. Every other sport, yes. Okay. But... Uh, I get where you're coming from, but I'm saying just look at it generically. Both teams, eight years from now, the way they're built. 
Who do you think has the advantage, me or Dana? Uh, I told her sense. I would ask you this. Sense. I told her I would ask you this. Mom. <laughs> it's going to be a sense. Mom, sense. for crying out loud. I'm going to spend a lot of time. <laughs> you know what? When you think that you're not saying anything to the kid for seven years... Oh, I know. I know. She's we're both working. Gonna, she's we're working gonna. on it. No, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> so it's you're over saying, by then. Don't listen to her. And, you're going to come start... home one day. Maybe we wrapped up in a sense blanket. They go, uh, honey, I thought we had a deal. Yeah, hey, but, whoa. you know, it's just a blanket. Someone gave it to us. <laughs> what do you want me to do, Grant? Burn it? You know? This is soft. how it goes. It's soft. Oh. A soft blanket. Life lessons from Elliot Price. I like this. Okay. I like this, and I agree. But first of all, hold on. I'll accept tabs and, and because like his mom when, sends and sends in the, in the times when I come to visit this new baby, okay, this baby is going to be a Falcons fan because of Michael Vick. So it's going <laughs> to <laughs> no, we're going to have a pet dog. Uh, we won't be we won't be bringing up Michael Vick in the household. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet five ninety, the fan on demand. Where he is in the article for people being considered. They were all players who were in the final years of their contract. I, I get what you're saying, but that's he's he made a comeback. He left the sport for four years. Anyways, we disagree on it. Actually, we don't. What do they? Say? I just think he should. What do they say about Tony Romo? Oh, he's a no toss up. He's a no. Hey. Well, you know what? Longevity is different, but I won't even argue for Toss it necessarily. Toss-up, it says. Better chance what year than was Michael this? Vick. Did they think he was going to win playoff games, maybe? What's that? What year was it written? Maybe they thought he was going to be... March 2015. Oh, I'll take it. Dak Prescott, yes. <laughs> Good <laughs> I'm joking. Jeez. I'm joking. All right. Uh, okay, you can uh, you can turn it up now. I wasn't... Uh, this is the uh, Voices uh, portion of our program. I wasn't uh, going to bring any here... But then I heard this, and I went, okay, I got to hear this. Uh, from Jimmy Kimmel, NFLers, you, you may have seen it earlier in the year, a um, couple of uh, female sportscasters reading mean tweets uh, that people had sent to them had uh, athletes read the mean tweets that they were sent. Really, really tough to watch and to listen to. Here you have National Football League players reading mean tweets that were sent to them. So have a listen. Odell Beckham Jr. transitioned from an exciting new rookie to an extremely lame looking in an alarmingly short amount of time. JJ Watt kind of looks like a fat Macklemore. Ha ha ha. I have a deep and sincere hatred for DeMarco Murray. I hope he chokes on. It's unlikely, buddy. Surprised Michael Irvin can say all these stupid things with DeMarco Murray's so far down this road. Tony Romo sits down to pee. But what other ways are to pee? Kurt Warner is walking stupid slow like he just sharded. Terrell Davis acting like right now. Him. You too. I'm tired of people saying Russell Wilson is too short to play quarterback. He's ugly, too. Mel Miller looks like an 80-year-old man from 1974. <laughs> Joey Bosa looks like a dude who wanted to be a magician, but his parents made him focus on football. <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew is thicker than a milkshake. Like, come on, man. 
DeMarcus Ware got the giant ass head looking like a jumbo milk dud. Really? Josh Norman and that buck tooth bitch can't cover s. Wow. Really? Robert Kowski is one of the dumbest people in the world. I have no problem with tweeting this because he probably can't read it. I just read it. You're dumb. I go. love those. Right. Those are amazing. By the way, that was NFLers read mean tweets too. So, did you ever hear the first edition of it? I did not. I've heard all. I okay. even watch the celebrity ones, the whatever. Seeing anybody read something that rude about themselves is always entertaining. First of all, I'm sure. Uh, okay, I have. Let's see. I have eight thousand. 833 followers. Okay? Yeah. How many people do you think I have blocked over the years? I don't I can't tell if you're a blocker or not. Oh what yeah, do you yeah, think? yeah. I would say I'm going to say 3500. 3500. Whoa, I'm going to say 35 people. Yeah, maybe 5. <laughs> Okay, like I went way over. Like I was gonna say, you don't look like a blocker. Yeah, maybe you don't look five. Like you four, get offended four, by four things. Four or easily. five. I'll argue with you. That's if you funny. say stupid things, I'll, I'll, my job is to try and embarrass you. Although we got we got so much crap coming in that we have pretty much uh, cut everybody off. You, you're right. The only a, the only tweets mm-hmm. that I get that make it through my filter now are people that I follow. Mm-hmm. But if you comment on my tweet, I can read it. So it's just it's overwhelming what what filters through on Twitter now. It's I don't think so. No. All right. By the way, did you see Conan O'Brien and his uh, clueless gamer with uh, with Tom Brady and um, I did not. That's good. You should check it out. All right. You know what else you should check out? You should check out my man over here making his first television appearance, Grant Robinson. He'll be on again tonight at eleven o'clock with Eli and the group on Sportsnet Central on City. Uh, great talk about uh, what's going on in sports in the city of Montreal. The new video star, Grant Robinson. Our video star over here, but unfortunately for Grant, he's still a radio star, and he's got an update for you next. We'll t- talk to Kyle Bukowskis about the Montreal Canadiens and their game in Philly, where they never win. The Habs do not beat the Flyers in Philadelphia. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on Demand. 
Hey, man, got a big box of porn for you. Yes. Got to get on deck. You guys right? are so up your asses. Scumbag, ask it, sir. That's how you talk? <laughs> nice personality combination, hostile and intolerant. You freaking idiot. You do not take a tone with me, because I will give you a rap right on the Jack Johnson. Let's dance, dickweed. That's what I'm talking about. You're tuned in to Sportsnet Tonight with your host, Elliot Price. Don't act like you're not impressed. Right here on 1280 AM, Montreal. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I'm just glad that uh, that I, I look over and uh, Santiago is entertained. A little indigestion there. Could you hear that? Could you I hear did, it on the radio? Yeah. I went, you know, it, was, it sounded horrible. <laughs> Talking hockey. Our hockey half hour begins with Kyle Bukowskis from Sportsnet. The Canadians' ringside reporter. How you doing, Kyle? Good, Elliot. That little sting there to bridge us from the sports update to this segment, that was absolutely tremendous. There you Whoever go. piece that mashup together was brilliant. Uh, was Daniel Norio has been unbelievable. Every one of those that you hear on this show, Daniel has been indispensable uh, for our show and is a true talent and a huge sports fan and uh, unbelievable. It, we just wouldn't sound like we do without him. He's been he's been great. Good stuff. And how are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good. What, what's the, what's the deal with the Canadians and Flyers? Like, there's an answer, you know. I, I remember a long time ago. Uh, the Expos used to go up against Joaquin Anduar. He beat them 20 times. I mean, he could just throw his glove out there, and it's like, ah, it's Joaquin Anduar's glove. We can't win tonight. And something about the Canadians, and especially in Philadelphia, I don't know what it is. It just, you know, you have a lead. It doesn't matter. The Flyers just own them. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one last night because usually, I, like, I mean, I don't know if, if Philadelphia during the regular season, do you put it up with, places like Chicago or, or Montreal as far as the loudest buildings, but it certainly can be intimidating. Everybody knows how Flyers fans can, can behave and, and carry on throughout the game, and it can't be uh, an, an easy place to play most nights, but last night, I mean, that was that was crickets until Giroux tied it there late in the, the second. I mean, you could hear yourself think throughout most of the, the game. There wasn't much going on, especially considering it was Heritage Night for them, and they're honoring five former captains, and you thought there'd be a, a little bit more buzz in the air, but that really wasn't the case. And it was, you know, the perfect setting. You had, you know, Michael Neuvert in net, who has struggled throughout most of this year. His numbers aren't particularly great, mind you, neither is Steve Mason's, but uh, his numbers are weaker than, than the latter. Um, and, and it just looked like it was a perfect scenario. And Nestorov gets them on the board early. It looked like it was a perfect scenario to, to come into a, a, a building on the road and, and to pick up a victory and head back home here for a couple of afternoon games this weekend. But I, yeah, it was, it was, it was bizarre. You know, Terry and said afterwards, they just, they got the lead and all of a sudden they were complacent with it, with it. And it was like they were trying to defend the lead for the remainder of the game and they, they stopped skating, and, and it was just one of those ones that you, you chalk it up to one of the, the few stinkers over the course of an 82-game season. And, and, I mean, I know everyone likes to point at, at the Andrew Shaw penalty, and, and, you know, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't ideal, obviously. It wasn't a, a smart penalty to take. He obviously felt the consequences uh, for it and not seeing the ice after uh, he took that penalty, and they scored on the ensuing power play to tie it up. But, I mean, there was a lot more going on there that night that, that ended up uh, causing them to lose that game. It was not just the, the shot penalty. So it was just all around one of those ones that I guess as, as a team, you, know, you forget about and, and move on. But uh, it's strange because it, you, you see those stats all over the place in different sports, right, about how teams can't 
win in a certain building. They've won once in their last 20 times. And how long has it been now since the Flames beat the, the Ducks in Anaheim in regulation or whatever it's been, like, back since 2007 or however long that streak's gone on? And it's like, the roster has changed from year to year. There's new players, new faces, right? And it shouldn't really matter, but yet there's still these, these obscure stats, and, and this is just one that the, the Canadians have with, uh, with the Flyers right now in Philly. Okay, you said uh, the Canadians have with the Flyers right now. Okay, but you know what I just did? I went back what did you do? and I, I Googled Patrick Waugh's career split, okay? Um, okay. And I can tell you, uh, Patrick's record against National Hockey League teams he was 32 and 19 against Boston. He was 29 yeah. and 14 against Carolina. He was 16 and 9 against the Rangers, 13 and 7 against Ottawa, 23 and 8 against Pittsburgh, 15 and 9 against the Maple Leafs, and he was 7 10 and 9 against the Philadelphia Flyers. This goes back 30 years that the Canadians wow. have not been able to win regular season games against the Flyers. And I don't, I'll bet you those wins came with Colorado. I wish I get a breakdown on that exactly. But I know that he right. did not do well. His record against the Flyers was abysmal. So this has been going on forever, in more than one arena, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Whether it's the Spectrum or the Wells Fargo Center or, oh, man. Okay, That's tell crazy. you what, tell I, you what I, I'm going to do. What, what do you what do you do with it? It's, it's one of those obscure stats that I don't know. I I guess I'd, I have to go back and do my homework to see if there was something that happened somewhere along the road where there was a curse planted somewhere in Philadelphia that that caused all of this. But uh, it's a head scratcher for me at this point, Elliot. You mentioned in your kind of summary of the game last night, Andrew Shaw's penalty. Uh, now, if they don't score, are we even talking about this today? Probably not. Is he even benched the entire third period? Probably not, but he was, and it's not the first time Andrew Shaw uh, kind of takes a penalty like that. Uh, did, what do you think about what he did and the way he's kind of made a few mistakes? Is he going to have to reel it in a bit? Because he's definitely got to be in the coach's doghouse right now. Yeah, certainly a little bit. I think just the the visuals that we saw there when he was making his way back to the bench and then obviously the ice time that he didn't see afterwards and the comments from Terry after the game that said simply that it, it wasn't acceptable. And um, I mean, he, he's a guy that, that, that fully admitted his mistakes today after after practice. And I mean, it's tough. Like you're, it's going to happen with a guy like him who, who likes to play on the edge and, and likes to play, play gritty and get in the nose of, of other uh, of other teams' players and, and to try to get them off their game. And, and sometimes, you know, you you get caught. And I think that's been an ongoing kind of discussion. There's been a couple instances throughout the year where, you know, there was there was the suspension in preseason. There was that sleuth right at the end of the very first game of the season in Buffalo. And, and you kind of go down the list from there where there's a couple of borderline plays where you wonder if he's, he's teetering kind of on the on the wrong side of that line. But, you know, I th I still think this is a guy that, you know, he's done a lot of good things for, for this hockey club. He's provided that, that edge that they were lacking last season. And I think when, when playoffs roll around, he's, he's going to be a, a key, key component of this hockey team because I think that's exactly what a style of game is, is made for. We we shot, saw what he's, he's done in Chicago and in and, and their deep playoff runs over the couple of years or a number of years that, that he was there as a Blackhawks. So, um, I think this is something that's kind of uh, a figuring out process for him right now, and then perhaps that that earlier suspension in the, in the preseason is still kind of I, I don't want to say playing with his head a little bit, but maybe that's something that's still in the back of his head as he's trying to find that balance there. I, I, I really don't know at this point, but 
uh, I do know that there was, you know, there's been a couple of issues, like you said, it was in the last night as well, and and not seeing the ice in the third period, and then suffering the consequences and and everything that goes along with it. So uh, I think you know he's he's he's. He's a gritty hockey player. He he likes to he likes to mix it up. But I, I think he's he's a he's a smart guy at the end of the day, and and he will figure it out. But this is just one of those those learning learning experience for for him, and he he admitted as much today. So um, I, I expect there's going to be some some pretty big moments with him down the stretch in, in a positive way that I think that, uh, that we'll see with him in a Canadian's uniform. Uh, what do you think uh, Canadians have up their sleeve as far as uh, what they're going to do? We've seen uh, that. Mark Bergevin likes to be a player when it comes to the trading deadline. I mean, he's brought in some important players uh, in um, at, at the trade deadline a couple of times. They're getting Petrie and uh, getting Vanek. And so, obviously, this is that year. You'd have to say, when you look at the Canadians' contracts going forward, this might be that year where you're all in. Yeah. I would I would agree 100. percent You have a healthy carry price. You have Shea Weber still in the prime of his career. Absolutely. You go down the list and how good Alexander Radulov has been. And wouldn't it be nice to see that uh, continue deep into the playoffs if, if you're the Montreal Canadiens? So I'm I'm very intrigued to to see what he does and and uh, you know when and and if he finds that that right piece that right fit where he wants to pull the trigger. Does he does it happen early and you know maybe a week to ten days before the deadline? Is it something that gets done? Right towards the end, I, I don't know, and then you know you can you can discuss this to the cows. Come on, it's such an intriguing situation, and then of course, who, who are you going to give up? Do you do you give up someone on the current roster right now in order to in order to bring in a significant piece backwards, uh, a highly touted prospect within the the organization? That who, who knows, right? It's it's going to be something really really interesting to monitor and something to, to watch closely here as we we inch closer and closer to uh, the end of february and then march 1st of course because uh, i i completely agree with you i think the the window is is right now and they've positioned themselves pretty good as far as the, the standings go to to get themselves for the most part a, a decent a decent look at trying to get get out of the east if they can keep this up mind you it's becoming a bit of a log jam down there in the, the wild card because of how deep the metropolitan division is at this point but um yeah i i fully expect them to do that because they're 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 a good team right now don't don't get me wrong but um i i think again that was pretty telling last night in philadelphia mind you obviously they were not anywhere close to their best but again they were basically brendan gallagher shy of a completely fully healthy roster and they get a result like that so i i think that there's there's still some some discussions to be had over who they could potentially bring in and then to try to just make them a, a little bit deeper and, and to just give them a, another weapon there, whether it's it's up front or, or on the back end or wherever they find uh, that missing ingredient, um, I, I would expect something to, to happen here for sure because it seems like they've got a, a pretty good opportunity and, and they're going to need, if they think that this is the opportunity, I think they, they're going to need a, you know, a pretty important piece here because you look at some of the other teams, the way Washington is going, we talked about it before, Pittsburgh, and you go down the list from there. I mean, it's it's going to be a fight to, to get out of the East, and despite where they are right now in the standings, you know, it, I think that they, they will need something, something, whether it's, you know, we can, again, debate it for, for hours and hours and hours, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens here between now and, and March 1st. Okay, it's not that I wasn't listening to you. Okay, but I had to, I had to research the Patrick Waugh numbers. All right. Okay. So I gave you the numbers seven, ten, and nine is what he was against yeah. the Flyers in his career, 
And it took yeah. me a year by year to, to get his numbers against Philadelphia with Colorado, which mm-hmm. were seven, two, and five, which means he was oh eight and four against them in oh his career God. as a Montreal Canadian, and seven, two, and five against them in his career against Colorado. So the moment he shed this Montreal Canadiens thing, he could beat yeah. the Flyers. I'm just it's, wow. it's stupid. The whole thing is stupid. That's those are unofficial numbers, but but damn close right. to exact. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I I wish I had something more to add here. It's that's insane, just, I tell you. That's a bizarre stat. It right? is. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Hey, All Kyle right. Bukowskis, it has it has been an unbelievable pleasure having had an opportunity to have you on our show on a regular basis, and we will meet down the line. Guys, all the best. Seriously, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are absolutely terrific and, and very good to me right from me getting to Montreal and then having me on and, and helping me kind of get out and, and be on the, the airwaves and on the scene here here in Montreal right from when I moved over here from Ottawa. So you guys have been sensational. Elliot, thank you very much for everything. And all the best to you guys. Uh, it's been a true, true pleasure being on with you every week. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. All right, you two guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. Kyle Bukoskis from Sportsnet, the ringside reporter, and get an opportunity to keep up with uh, him and Eric. They're, they're like, they're twins. The way that... Uh, like the movie twins? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny DeVito. Who's DeVito? I, no one knows. You can't, can't tell them apart. Did, did you see Trump's tweet on, uh, on Arnold? On Arnold's tweet. What was his tweet? Oh, my God. It, it, it's been... Uh, he prayed. They had a national prayer thing, and he oh, said, yes, I'm this, praying yeah, but, for... But today, he said, uh, you know, he was terrible as, as governor. He's awful on on the, on apprentice, the apprentice, but he tries very hard. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I'm just saying. All right, so there you go. There's Kyle. Uh, Rory Borland uh, coming up. Uh, we'll talk uh, We'll talk hockey today, the National Hockey League. Uh, IOC, Olympics. Are we closer? Why am I talking like this? <laughs> We'll do all that uh, coming up. Sportsnet tonight. I'm Elliot Price. Send us all your money. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, and we'll send you a free subscription for Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Absolutely free. Wow, that's pretty strong, don't you think? Uh, time to talk some hockey with Rory Boylan coming up in uh, just a moment. Now, it, it, I, I was remiss in passing this information on to you yesterday, Grant, because he does his tape-to-tape podcast with Ryan Dixon. Freddie uh, Uni uh, you're the best. was you on with this. Best. Not that I wasn't. That, that must have been the moment I missed from yesterday's show. Must have been. Right? Must have been, yeah. So I was tuned in <laughs> on Wednesday. That's how I made sure mm-hmm. that Andrew Walker got on your show there, because I was listening from where I was. And uh, that's that's what it is. So, so we're all good with that, right? We can mention tonight that Rory Boylan does his podcast with Ryan Dixon uh, the tape to tape podcast, but you mentioned it last night, like Ryan asked me to tell you, which I didn't. But you mentioned it anyway, so we're good with that. Rory, how are you? I'm not bad. How are you doing? I'm terrific. <laughs> hey, how's that? <laughs> you uh, sound terrific. Huh? He looks terrific physics? too. Thank you. Yeah. That's just another night, as we call it. Um, so what? What's going on? Are we? Uh, uh, because I know that you know the answer to this question. Um, <laughs> 
we're going to see the NHL in the Olympics. Yes? Oh. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> this is a tough one. I know. I mean, you have on one hand, you have, you know, it, it's smart for the NHL to keep going because there's a huge market over there that they would like to tap. And, you know, the, the Asian market and then the Olympics. Um, the Winter Olympics after South Korea being in, in uh, Beijing. And now we know that they're bringing some uh, preseason games over there to China next season as well. So they definitely have an interest. On the other hand, you know, if they're not getting everything they want out of it, if they're not getting all the money, if they're concerned about shutting down the league and they don't go, it sounds like some players are going to want to go anyway, um, led by Alex Ovechkin, who said it numerous times and. The owner of the Washington Capitals, Ted Leontis, has been very supportive of them. So, you know, it, every step of the way, it sounded like they're not going to be going. But it can't be a bad thing that the NHL, the PA, the IOC, and the IIHF uh, met and talked today in New York. So that must be a step in the right direction. I kind of think that they will go just because there there has to be an interest from the NHL to, to go into this market and just the potential... Um, follow if they don't go that players end up going anyway that they're going to have to be forced into I don't know what kind of a situation that would create for the NHL are you going to have to shut down your league anyway you're going to keep going and have teams playing without their top players that's just a messy situation all around so I think it's the best interest uh, of the league to go I think the player is going to push to go so I kind of think in the end that that they will go so I know that me and Elliot had this conversation earlier on, and, and I was sure that they were going to go. I'll be honest, I thought there was no chance uh, that they weren't going to go, and Elliot was pretty pessimistic from the beginning, I'll give him that. The more news that came out, it seemed more likely they wouldn't. You just said y- you think they will go, and... Well, my question here is, is when you look at what it means to the players, right, to Connor McDavid, we saw them all talk at the All-Star game. Do you think that their push for it has any effect on it? Or is it really just come down to numbers with the owners and the players pushing for it really won't change much? Well, I think for the owners, it definitely comes down to numbers. And I think ultimately what they're going to try and get out of this, too, is something back from the players in the CBA. Um, there's going to have to be some kind of trade-off there for the owners to want to go but again if enough players we know whether or not the nhl goes it sure sounds like ovechkin is going and how many other russian players will go um with him i i, I would imagine he's not going to be the only one and then if some russian players leave i don't imagine that no canadian players are going to go either so i think I, I think while it is about money for the owners and they will look to get something else out of it from the players i think the players, it depends on how much they push. If they start getting vocal about this, um, you know, in the public and saying, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and, and they really start pushing the NHL on it, I think it, it is going to be a, a huge factor because you can't, you can't have a situation where you don't go as a league and you keep playing and all your top talent or most of your top talent leaves and you're left in a situation like the uh, Canadian Hockey League is in uh, around World Junior time where some of the top talent leaves to go and play in, in the World Juniors. That's fine for for the CHL, but that's not fine with for the NHL where you're throwing playoff races in, into um uh you know just totally up in the air when you're when you're losing talent like that. So so the players are definitely a factor here, but I think I think the ultimate decisions are going to come down to how much money are the owners, well not how much money are they going to get out of it, but how much 
how much is the IOC going to pay? What are the owners going to get out of it? I think that's going to have to be something related to the CBA. All right, uh, here's the thing. It's funny because this whole time when I hear the National Hockey League telling everybody um, uh, it's this, it's that, here's why it's not, and then you have uh, the commissioner before the All-Star weekend saying it's not even on our conversation list for the board of directors, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, for, for those of us that... Uh, read mad magazine they used to have uh a column that was when they're saying this what do they really mean and so i'm thinking <laughs> that you know we're hearing what they want to tell us right now and that's not what's really going on or is it i'm just saying i, I don't fully believe the rhetoric that we're getting from the national hockey league i, I understand why you wouldn't but believe <laughs> that rhetoric i, I kind of think though that you know, if nothing new had happened, I mean, the Board of Governors had just met in December and they did discuss the Olympics and there weren't any discussions as far as we know anyway. There definitely weren't any public meetings like they had today between the NHL and the IHF or IOC. So there doesn't seem to have been any more to discuss. So I, I would understand that. But at the same time, I, I do think they're trying to... Um, you know, they. I think it's in their interest to make it seem like they're not going. So the players, if they want to go bad enough, will be willing to give up something in in the CB. Well, they'll be willing to give up some ground somewhere so that the, so that they can go. So I, I think they are slow playing it. I remember a couple of years ago, I did an interview with Rene Fassell of the IHF, and he was talking to me about the Italy Olympics, and that went till. <laughs> That, that went longer than, than this situation has gone on so far. And he said he didn't think they were going to end up going to that one. And at the last minute, they were able to, you know, figure out a deal. It, it wasn't the same situation. It wasn't the players are going to go anyway. And the NHL had to, um, you know, get something out of the CBA from them. But, but it has gone on later before and they figured out a way to, to go anyway. So I think if you're looking for some optimism, you can look at that situation as an example. Um, but I do think the NHL is kind of slow playing this just to see if the players are going to move and then what they might be able to get out of them at, at that last minute. And just quickly to tie this in, because obviously we're talking about, you know, countries playing against each other. The World Cup is the other thing that creeps in here. Uh, we know they're going to do one more. Uh, at least, do, do you think that that's something that continues in the future as well, uh, that the, the NHL is going to try to do that every few seasons? Hundred percent, definitely, because they get so much money out of that, and that's the big difference, right, between the World Cup and the Olympics. Is the IOC gets um, all the benefit of the NHL players going to play in those games, where the World Cup is a huge cash cow for for the league and the players, and, and they can they get a lot of um, money, at, you know, jersey sales, merchandise, all that stuff out of out of their own event. They control it. Um, there's no restrictions on on how they can use media. And, and anything like that, they are completely in control of of that tournament. I think it is very important that they do keep it going because you like to see these best on best events, and it would be nice if it's every two years. I don't want to have it. You know, it, it was not good to have the World Cup kind of come and go and disappear for you know ten years or whatever it was, and then come back again. And even when it was the Canada Cup, it was a little inconsistent um, with how often that it went. So. I think it's definitely in the NHL's interest to have that go on a consistent schedule. And I think the best-case scenario is you have the World Cup every four years, and in the, the two years in, in between there, you have the Olympics that are going every four years. So you effectively have a best-on-best best event uh, every two years, with the World Cup being maybe a little bit different, maybe 
you know, maybe it's not Team Europe and, and Team North America next time. Maybe there's some other way that they can um, attack those two teams, or maybe they end up going with, you know, all all countries uh, uh, best on best again. But I definitely think the World Cup is coming back. There's There's got to be no doubt about that. There's definitely one, but I think there's too much for the NHL and the players to lose to move away from that uh, tournament again. Uh, Rory Boylan, uh, last one in, last one out uh, to join our uh, hockey half hour. And uh, we appreciate it uh, so much for uh, the limited amount of time we've had an opportunity to talk to you. It's been fun, and we thank you a lot. It's been great, guys. Thanks a lot, eh? Rory Boylan, catch his podcast, the Tape to Tape Hockey Podcast, and all of his writing at uh, Sportsnet. Did you catch uh, the um, Tragically Hip? Commemorative Market Square Hip Brick. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> in in downtown Kingston, where yeah. the Tragically Hip are from, yeah. there is a brick. That's a Tragically Hip brick that has like the store? a a, a, a uh, quote on it. Oh, okay. To commemorate the great night when they went back home and did the concert. I think Gordani just played with the... Um, yes, he did, last night. Yeah. It was the three Gords. You see the picture? I saw the That's why I brought it. I saw the picture. Yeah. Gord Downey, Gordon Pinson, and uh, Gordon Lightfoot. That's pretty cool. But uh, this song, of course, and it's uh, it's the quote, everybody was in it from miles around. From Blow It High Doe. So there you go. <sighs> he looked good. You know what? He looked better than the other two Gordons. That's good. It's yeah. positive. Well... What's going to be is going to be. Fair enough. It's Super Bowl weekend. You believe this? This thing, this I know it came out of nowhere. I feel like it flew by this season. I know. Did you did you read did you read that that on Sunday the New England Patriots are going to face the first quarterback in the top eight in the top eight? Yeah, I saw that. That's again quarterback rankings. From this year. Yeah. First time. I, I get what people are saying, and I know that they had a weak schedule. No. But again, remember, when you win they, that many games... They had they had a quarterback break a leg. What do you mean? The the Patriots? The Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. No, but... They I, would have faced... Fair. One of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Raider would, Raiders would have beat Houston. But when people bring up their weak schedule, remember... Every team in their division had two extra losses because they played the Patriots. Yeah, people are they looking for something to te- exactly. hang on, exactly. so this will be a, a good Super Bowl. It's it's really, good it, you say that, but and we'll, we'll talk about what what goes wrong when it comes mm-hmm. to these games, no matter how close the matchups are. Daniel Kalis, our football insider, last time for all of us, last time for Daniel, who's done such a great job for us. We'll get Grant's update, and we'll be back with DK. You're listening to Sportsnet Tonight. I'm Elliot Price. As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Well, here we are, Super Bowl weekend, and we've got the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. And a lot of people had the Patriots. Nobody had the Falcons. Most people didn't have the Falcons making the playoffs. I would imagine 
if you if you did a a total summary on picks, there'd be more people had the Falcons for last place than first place. But here they are, and you know what? Right now, they have one of the hottest quarterbacks in the National Football League, maybe in, in NFL history, the way he's been going right now. And uh, for the last time, as it should be, on a Super Bowl weekend, it's uh, Daniel Kalis. DK, what's going on? Not much. I actually thought we were here to talk about Michael Vick, not about the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, go ahead. Oh, so you heard, did you hear the whole thing? Or, no, he's probably so, saying because he announced his retirement. Yeah, no, no, I, I heard the whole thing, and, I, and I'll make it short and sweet. O.J. Simpson, forget off-field, whatever. One of the greatest running backs of all time, you know, 2,000 yards, all the rest of it, not to mention his great movies, Naked Gun. Uh, Michael Vick, <laughs> good, fun quarterback, great running. When he threw the ball, it was a beautiful throw downfield. But I don't think at any time in any of his seasons was he even a top five was he a top five quarterback. So I don't see how he's going to be a Hall of Famer if he wasn't even a top five at his own position. Without him, five and eleven. Actually, they were four and one with him that year. One and ten without him in two thousand three. Next year, eleven and five. Okay, Freddie, Freddie, it's over. tell me, tell yeah. me if I'm losing something in translation. But he argues. Yes. Four and then says, but I'm not saying that. No, that's right. hold on. Again, I, that's again, right. That's hold right. on. You're, okay, so exactly hear me out. Happening. I will ask you the way I asked it. When he did play, no. I agree. Was he ever the best quarterback no. in the league? No. Elliot, hold on. This is my minute here. Okay, and then we're going to go back. I'm asking a question. Stop watching. Let me just say it. So the way he played, when he did, like if you look at 2010. Right? 50. Tw- played 12 <laughs> games, was on pace for 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 45. 8 picks, 900 yards. That's never been done by anybody. That's all I'm saying is Michael Vick did things we've never seen. He broke records in six years as a starter. 40. No healthy seasons has more rushing yards than anybody else. And it did change the way we played. Look how many quarterbacks we see now. We probably DK, don't see them. DK, I'm tired. <laughs> go ahead, guys. Uh, you, you, you want to move over to the Super Bowl? No, no, I'm tired. You go. You didn't oh, Grant, like, I don't dispute what you're saying, those numbers, you can't dispute the numbers, but the bottom line is, is that I'm not a guy who's just going to go based on stats, and like I said, I think if we went back each year by year, even those years that he was the, the you know, had those huge numbers, I'm willing to bet you that we can come up with five quarterbacks that we would say I would have rather had that year. Well, you know, yeah, whether it was Drew Brees, Brady and Peyton Manning, he wasn't Brees, a top Rogers, five guys. quarterback so in any one of the season. Five best at his position. But five of the top ten are in there right now. Anyways, any season, on. it doesn't matter. Any season, I agree. It's like a, yeah, because Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they all played in this spot in this time. We're spoiled. I love it. I'm not complaining. Anyways, forget that Falcons quarterback. Matt Ryan right now, if you look at what he's done, Elliot mentioned it. People, I mean, I wouldn't have said I had them last, but a lot of people really, even when the Falcons were winning and Matt Ryan was putting up these numbers, nobody gave him the MVP votes. Nobody gave him the winning records. And and then when you see what he's doing now, look where he is. Do you believe in him now? Like, is it, is this guy going to be this good again next year? Or is this just a good run? Look, uh, if you could see me, I'd be raising my hand as one of those guys who wasn't giving him, you know, much kudos. I wasn't voting. I wouldn't have voted for him. You know, the MVP, we discussed that last night a little bit. Uh, I, I, I sort of gave him a rough time throughout it all because I never really believed in him. He's proven me wrong each and every step throughout the season. But I, I want to see what happens in the Super Bowl because we've seen other guys, uh, you know, as close as last year. Cam Newton goes out 15-1 MVP season, comes back this year. He, get, he adds Kelvin Benjamin back to his offense. And he's terrible. Like, like, yeah, I don't want to put all the blame on him, but he was awful. So if Matt Ryan goes back, let's let's just say he loses, 
no matter how he plays, let's say he loses, and next year they go back and they don't. He they, he has a good statistical season, but they don't even make the playoffs. So so what is that? You know what does that say about him? I think the reason we're talking about Brady uh, yesterday, earlier in the week, everyone's talking about it is because of the consistency and, and the fact that it's been done over a number of years. Or, or, or you know we're going on to close to two decades of what they've been doing. One time of a losing Super Bowl doesn't do it for me. All right. Uh, you know, I, I've been thinking the uh, last couple of days, you know, how how close these two teams may be. And yet um, we find that in championship games, especially football games, it's such a will of strength and force that at some point, uh, and, and this is why we've had Super Bowl blowouts and, and championship game blowouts, at some point you realize on one side of the ball that they're getting the best of you, and you're done. And then it becomes a rollover. So it's possible that Atlanta and New England are closer than the game is going to end up. And and in that case, New England will roll all over them. I'm just, that's that's my take. Well, yeah, and, and that's what I see is that, that because Atlanta has been so dominant in their first two playoff games, they've got so many guys who, who don't have the experience that if... You know, they, they've been great at scoring first when, when they get out. They score right away. So let's say they don't score first, and, and, and you know, even though they might not be down, they might feel a little bit differently than having that lead. And if some of these guys who've never been in that situation, they might press a little, that could, that could be the difference in the fact that the Patriots don't seem to, to, you know, feel that nervousness. They don't show it. They didn't show it at the beginning of the year when they were running out Jimmy Garoppolo and Brissett, guys who had, you know, no experience at all. They show all the confidence no matter what the game looks like. So I think that's something that could be a turning point in the game is, is if the game is close, how Atlanta deals with that. Everyone's talking about shutting down Julio Jones. Are, How, the, are these, these people that you usually quote, or yes. this is everyone? No, this is whatever we were playing for voices in the last four days. Everyone. Julio Jones. <laughs> I'm giving Brad a hard time today. But if you think about it, that's what everybody thinks. Does it, Michael they seem Vick to think, think if you shut down Julio Jones, uh, that this would happen. Future Hall of Famer, Michael Vick. <laughs> that's what I've heard. My goodness, man. <laughs> My goodness. Jesus. Please, go ahead. I personally Jesus think, think that? <laughs> I personally think if you let the passing game go, Okay, everybody's talking about Belichick's going to focus on Julio and he's going to take away your number one option. I really think right. it's the two-headed backfield uh, that Belichick's going to try and take out, and because the Falcons are going to try and run on them, you know that. I got, I got to tell you, that's a solid ten for concentration right there. Man, right? that was that's, tough. That's a, that's that a winner difficult. right there. Right? That was difficult. All right. <laughs> Answer his question. Um, yeah, so I, I think what was interesting what you said is. Even though the, the Falcons sort of stomped on, on their first two weeks, both weeks they ran the ball pretty poorly. They both mm -hmm. ran the ball 30 and 29 times, and they only broke 100 yards, so they're averaging 3.4 yards a carry. That's not going to do it, and I think that's, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they're going to go after Julio Jones, but I mean, they have other guys, so I think what they're, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to stop the running game, limit those catches out of the backfield, and if they can slow those two guys down, I think that's going to be the difference, because even if Julio goes off and, and gets a couple of TDs, he's going to do something. The guy's just too mm -hmm. good. Uh, of a receiver, but if they can slow that two-headed monster of the running back, I think that's going to be the difference in the game. All right, I was thinking of uh, like uh, prop bets and everything, and uh, someone uh, was tweeting earlier today. What what is your favorite? What is your favorite prop bet? And I got to tell you, hmm. okay, that I have always picked out the exact same one every single year. If you are going to bet one prop bet on Super Bowl Sunday, all right, I say. The coin flip. Because, my friends, you have just as good a chance of winning on the coin flip as you do on everything else. Get it out of the way and enjoy the game. Probably better. I'm just odds. saying. 
I'm just saying, right? I, there it is. I, I, I why you gotta agree. wait? Why you gotta wait for for four hours to find out what you can find out now? <laughs> Speak, speaking about prop bets, I couldn't believe that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we all see these funny ones that pop up. For the for my first time ever, I'm sure they've been there before, but I couldn't believe that they were prop bets on all the offensive linemen and who was going to get a holding penalty or not. Oh wow, <laughs> that's I, I, that's I couldn't really... believe when I saw that. I, I was like, that's that that's now we're getting interesting. Well, that's that's really really, but they shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's so easy for first of all, you can call a holding play on anything, and a referee can make an awful lot of money. I don't want to say that there's whatever, yeah. but I'm just saying there's whatever. You know. That's that's Agreed. that's it's way not, too it's not easy like the players to do. Who make tons of money exactly. that it's hard to give them enough to, to throw something. A referee doesn't make enough that if someone was willing to put it up on the line, but you know. What if you're a lineman, you know, and you got some? Hey, I'm holding over here. <laughs> hey, ref, look at me. I got him. You know, just just saying. I also like the length of anthem. Length of anthem. I hate that's that my other one. favorite prop. I bet. just always say yeah. over. I don't even know how, who's timing this, right? When does the timer start? I want the timer on the TV. They know people are betting this. They're not stupid. Put they, the timer next to the singer. There have been discrepancies about the timing because, you know, like, <laughs> exactly, true, exactly. Like, when does the actual clock start? And some people have, there's been, I've, I remember seeing some disagreements over a second right. or two because usually that's the difference. So I agree, Grant. I was... We lost him. He said, I agree, Grant, and Elliot cut him off. Did you hear that? No, he said, I, I, can't, I can't hear the rest of this. No, I know. I, you know it happened what? yesterday. I, I we call, we'll call Daniel right back here. If you he can hear us, we're going to call you right back. I, I should say that. <laughs> okay. You should be calling him so that you can call him back, and I will say we're going to call him right back and see if we're going to. I was going to say that uh, um, it, it, it's unfortunate because now uh, they, they don't allow you to have your running start. During the uh, the anthem, and so okay. <laughs> they've changed the rules. Yeah, you got to have them very consistent. So I agree. Larson, uh, McDavid, you know, reference. I got you. I followed. DK's back. I am back. We, we don't we don't have to pay you twice for today, do we? I just no, no, no. I'll give you a deal since the last one. All right. Uh, who's going to win the game, and uh, how much are they going to win it by, and who's the MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with New England. Uh, I, 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 I'm always a guy who's going to go with defense first, and I think that's, that's where we're going to see it. I think that they're going to have enough to stop the run, and uh, they're going to be a close enough game that we're going to see, like we discussed, some of these, uh, some of these uh, you know, uh, younger guys making mistakes because they're nervous. I think that New England will cover the, the three-point spread, uh, if that's what it what closes at. And only because it seems to go the, the quarterback way and because I really, really want to see him have to get a trophy from Roger Goodell. I would like to say Tom Brady will win the MVP. All right, yeah, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the New England Patriots. I got to tell you, if it was my spread to make, I'd be closer to six, six and a half. I'm, I surprised, I'm surprised it's at three. And the number again for people who do not know this, the number does not reflect uh, what the final score of the game will be. The number reflects. The opportunity for Vegas to have you mm -hmm. bet on both sides. That's where they make their most money. So I, I think it's a small number, really. I think it's a significantly small number. So there's that many people betting on Atlanta? It hasn't the number moved, stays right? at three? Yeah, it hasn't moved. Wow. So Atlanta, oh, it's I'm also, surprised. It's, uh, it's also that in the Patriots' victory, uh, I think their largest Super Bowl mm. victory, surprisingly enough, is by four points. Yep. Uh, and I think the average Super Bowl win is by about a little over three. So maybe that factored in right. as well. And who did their two losses come to, Daniel? Oh, don't get him yeah, started. That's right. <laughs> I, I gave him that moment. Come on. He, right. He's earned that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I wish they were playing him again tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, uh
DK, uh, thank you so much uh, for all the work that you've put in here uh, on the show, and uh, it's been just great, uh, especially uh, three times a week during the football season. Uh, you have been uh, a wonderful guest, and uh, we wish you only the best going forward. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for the opportunity. It's, it's been great to talk with guys who are passionate and knowledgeable about football and who uh, you know love it as much as I do. Thank you for the and we lost him again. Can you believe we lost him? The very last time we're going to talk to him. Oh, there he goes. All right. But he did say goodbye. Yeah, he, right. he said it. Bye. And he thanked us for the opportunity. But like you said, he was on with us, what, three times a week sometimes? That's, right. yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. Sometimes from the tennis court. Sometimes <laughs> from the party. <laughs> In the summertime. Sometimes. It was, it was unbelievable. From his draft. I remember I that. Uh, yeah. DK was uh, consistent. I will give him All that. Right. At the Most beginning, definitely. At the beginning of our show, right, my son... Had Miles Minute. Do you remember? I yes. do. I remember it. Yes. Very well. So Miles has joined us in studio tonight. We'll give him a minute. See if he can do more with it than Grant did with his. Although we did cut off Grant at 20 something. Yeah, I think I, got, I think I got like half a second. <laughs> Earlier in the show, though, we had uh, dozens of minutes. I know. Way too <laughs> with, much. With Vic. Well, my first two questions, you said not answering, not answering. I only wrote five. Ready? I had to stretch Did one I say out. not answering or did I say already answered? answered. And then you answered. That's and right. And then you said, let's go to the next. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Yeah, but I. Uh, you know, as good as your focus was when we just bothered you a couple of minutes ago, your uh, attention to. Uh, detail and what people are saying to you and retaining this information has not been good tonight. I've also never heard Freddie disagree with you, so I can't. I that, can't that is take not it. so. You ever watch Jeopardy with us? <laughs> I've heard you oh disagree with him, and all us. I do, all we do, is disagree. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so we'll, we'll talk to Miles. We'll, we'll be back in just a moment. Going back to Houston, Houston, Houston. like when you're at a game and sign up for a credit card just to get the prize and then you immediately cancel the credit card because there's no prize when you sign up for our radio shows at itunes or with your favorite podcatcher sportsnet 590 the fan on demand price is anybody listening i'm emotional price holy cow Sportsnet tonight with Elliot Price. Ding, ding, ding. Elliot Price. C'était une déception. Elliot Price. I'm losing it. Elliot Price. Saludos, my friends, and you know who you are. You're tuned in to Sportsnet tonight with your host, Elliot Price. Ding, ding, ding. Hi, welcome back to the show. Um, Miles was a part of the show at the beginning, and then uh, school got very busy, and uh, we kind of lost him along the way. Uh, it, it's funny because we, we have uh, uh, an account that we use for all of our phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. On, uh, whatchamacallit? The internet? Skype. Skype. There you go. And we had to make a long-distance call other than Canada or the U.S., so we bought. Can you see how much, uh, how much we still have on account there? It's like eight dollars and nine seventy. We have nine seventy. So I don't know if we got like ten or twelve dollars or whatever it was uh, for our calls because we wanted to phone one of Miles's favorite players, right? We called Kevin Pangos. 
And he was where, Miles? Where was he playing? Um, Grand Canaris. Which is where? On the coast of Africa. It's a Spanish colony. So we called him We wow. called him there, right? We, we, we saw that he had a book coming out. And I said, you know, I wanted to interview you about your book. He, he went to, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. And, uh, but my son's a fan, so could he interview you? And you're a fan of Kevin Pangos because? He played for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And they're doing what now? They're undefeated. And their record is? 23-0. And they've never won 23 in a row previously. And so you ended up doing the interview with Kevin Pangos. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was, it was so cool because Pangos, who's uh, he's on the edge of being a national team member. He goes to camp. He's just, you know, he's, he's a small guy. It's very difficult. He's a terrific basketball player. And he was so happy to talk to you. It's crazy that I could talk to someone who's even on any level of basketball, who played for my favorite basketball team in college, and I actually got to talk to him. So that uh, that, that was one of the great moments that that we had on the show. That was really good. Uh, Kevin Pangos, and uh, I don't know, do you have any idea what he's doing this year? Anyways, we know that his alma mater is uh, 23-0, and uh, it should be fun. I mean, here it is. It's February. It's almost March Madness. This is your time of year so good stuff thank you miles great Thanks, talking guys. to you all right did, did you know where that place was that he told us i didn't even think that no i had no i never even heard of it and i'd heard the interview i thought he said it was an african colony. a spanish a spanish colony in africa on, on the coast of africa yeah oh i see i knew that yeah. It's okay. Your attention to detail, Elliot. Uh, I've got a lot to concentrate <laughs> on, as opposed to you. that has like one thing, you know? And then you're, all you can think of is Michael Vick. Oh, I'm sorry. That's you. And Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's two things. All right, um, our sports sociologist wanted to talk to us tonight. So we said, do we have to? No, we didn't say that at all. We said, Sure. So, Abby Goldberg will end up being, unless somebody important calls us, not that Abby isn't important, between now and the end of the show, the last guest on the show. Unless Abby's not available. And then Miles will have been the last guest on the show. So, there you go. Grant's got an update. The last update on this show. And before we go, the last National Hockey League fantasy update on this show and then i'll say the last words we'll play the last song and then we'll be out of here i think that's that's pretty much it Now for a Sportsnet Tonight Sports Update, here's Grant Robinson. 
Habs not in action tonight. They host the Capitals tomorrow afternoon and the Oilers on Sunday afternoon, a little pre-Super Bowl game. Uh, two matinees over the weekend. They're hoping to get back in the winning column. I mentioned earlier the Florida Panthers getting some reinforcements as both Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto are back. They were tied 1-1 last update. Well, it's 2-1, and Jonathan Huberto has got the goal from Barkov, so that's paying dividends almost right away. They lead 2-1 over the Anaheim Ducks. Pittsburgh and Columbus tied at 3 late in the third period right now. Detroit's got a 4-3 lead against the Islanders late in that game. Calgary, New Jersey still deadlocked at 2. And Carolina, Edmonton, McDavid with an absolutely gorgeous goal. Uh, they're tied at 1. Super Bowl this Sunday. We just spoke with Daniel Kalis previewing it. Everybody's watching this game, and if you're not, you got to. You're going to be at a party somewhere where it's going to be on. Watch it, even if you don't like football. Watch for the commercials. But either way, this weekend we're going to see either Tom Brady win his fifth or Matt Ryan win his first. Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots. Pick a side, Elliot. Who were you with? I know it's not normal to do the update. You said New England by a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I can't. I can't go against New England. Uh, continuing on here, though, Demar Derozan. Out again tonight, and Raptors Done. lose again. Yep. 102.94, 2.6 left. That's the so game. that's at least seven losses now this month. It's not looking good. Cleveland was struggling. was a chance to catch up to them. I think that's out the window now. Now you're looking at trying to get back into second. And finally, Tiger Woods. Uh, big comeback. We were all talking about it. Misses the cut in his first tournament. Has a bad start in the second. And just withdrew from the Dubai Desert Classic uh, with back spasms. And that's your Sportsnet tonight. Sports update. All right, uh, breaking news uh, concerning the uh, Arizona Coyotes and their uh, new stadium deal. Done. Um, pulling out of the deal with them was uh, ASU. Mm. Out of the deal of uh, an arena in Tempe. And that's done now. So the plan to build a new home for the Arizona Cardinals in Tempe, uh, Arizona Coyotes, is dead. And so all of a sudden, Arizona Coyotes having trouble. The Oakland Raiders having trouble? And are we heading to a different uh, era in sports right now where it's not going to be so easy to force people to build stadiums and build arenas? Or are these just anomalies? I have no idea. Well, we'll talk to the professor, our sports sociologist, Abby Goldberg, coming up. Past the audition. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. No medical exam or health questions will be asked. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Welcome back to the show. As we promised, uh, the professor joins us one more time, our sports sociologist, Abby Goldberg. How you doing, Prof? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? All right. Where, where are you? Well, I'm uh, sitting in my car uh, just around the corner from the uh, Palais de Justice. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> we, I'm going to be we joining my friends at a local uh, no. adult uh, beverage uh, club uh, shortly. But, uh, you know, I, w- I wanted to have the chance to say hello uh, one last time. 
How, how are you guys doing? Okay, but you gave us more information than we were really looking for there. I got to tell you, Professor. Okay. Now it's people. It's kind of typical how it's been for me. No. What's very thorough answer. I liked it. Yeah. I liked people it. are looking yeah. at you kind of sideways now. I got. I got. I got to tell you. All right. I don't, uh, don't know what the hell's going on. Why is this guy sitting here in a car blabbing away? Yeah. Um, because it's a very very interesting world we live in. Yeah, oh, good, you're there. I was, <laughs> I was worried. Come on now, Prof, you got to bring it up. This has been a really high-powered show so far. Um, we wanted to, I uh, wanted to thank you for uh, for uh, uh, all of the uh, nights that you came on and uh, educated our audience on some of the things that uh, they may not normally think about. And uh, you, you did a hell of a job, and uh, we really appreciated it. Hey, thank you. I just want to, I guess, you know, the one, if I offer one small uh, nugget for tonight, I mean, it's, uh, it's a time in which we, we do, strangely, as we've talked about before, we see many people on different uh, sports channels uh, delving a little bit more and more into these types of topics, and that's great. But uh, it's not the night for, for that. I just want to thank you guys all very much for the great opportunity. Uh, you guys worked your uh, is off. Uh, I certainly enjoyed the, the experience. And uh, I, I wish you all the best in, in whatever the future holds. What's gonna? What are you guys? What are you guys gonna do next? Uh, I don't know, Grant. What are you doing, Grant? Stay out of my personal affairs. There no, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm having a kid, man. That's what I'm doing. That's a that's a big move for hey, me. Hey, Mazel Tov. What? Freddie's well. Freddie's gonna Freddie's gonna have a kid even sooner. My, yeah. yeah, we're due in the next. Uh, we're due. It's coming out. We've Sound got, the pipe we've got strong swimmers in this room. Yeah, strong swimmers. Let, let, let me know. What, let what me know Olympic swimmers? What's that? Let let me know if you need a food delivery or something. Oh, thanks, Avi. That's very kind of you. That's uh, I will take you up on that. A nice brisket, a little. Oh, you could have stopped at bris. That would have been nice. <laughs> you offer bris, bris and brisket. Call Avi. <laughs> All right. Just let, me, just let me know if you need a. Let me know if you need a good moil. Okay. Great talking All with right, you. Guys. Thank you so much for calling us. Have a very good night. Thank you very much. Good luck. All right. Actually, we called him. But that's that's okay. Okay, look, I have no idea what we're about to hear. Okay, but Vasek Pospisil won his Davis Cup match yes. tonight. Okay, and uh, we know that uh, Nilos is not there because of his abductor with no B. Well done. Still shocks me. <laughs> I know there's no B. There should that. be in a B an abductor, but it's not. It's an abductor, which just haunts this guy. And uh, Arash Madani tweeted out that uh, this was one of the uh, on-court interviews that something, and it piqued my interest. I'm going, what happened during this on-court interview that made it so entertaining? So as long as a rash entertains us, we'll stay with this. It runs 344, so we certainly have some time. So can we listen? I swear I'm going to press play, and it's going to go somewhere else. Okay, so cross your fingers. Here we go. This has been a long time coming. Your first top 50 win in a best of five match since Wimbledon 2015. To do it here, how significant is it? Yeah, it's uh, incredible. You know, I've, I've been uh, struggling of late, but honestly, I played an incredible match and uh, we couldn't have done it without you guys, so thanks everybody. Yeah, these kind of wins, uh, they mean a lot, so thank you.
You want to finish this? Yeah, I'll finish, I'll finish, I'll finish. You're already emotional after one win. Why, why is this one so significant? Uh, well, I mean, I, for, for one, I'm, I'm playing Davis Cup. I'm playing for Canada, so it's... Uh... Yeah, it's... Um... You know, it means, it means a lot. I mean, this, this team is incredible. It's um, such a fun time with these guys. They, it, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing for them, uh, obviously, for all of you guys, everybody, Canada. But, but um, you know, we've, we've, built, uh, we've, we've built an incredible bond uh, over the last uh, four or five years with this team. And, and uh, so it's a pretty, pretty special. And, and for me personally, I, I mean, uh, to play a, a great match, you know, a little bit of a shaky start, but then to, to play this well and and get a, such an important win for us. Obviously, it's ties far from over as day one, but but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm very proud to to be to be out here playing in front of you guys and representing uh, our country. You mentioned the slow start, four all in the first set. You grinded through that service game to hold. What was the thought process on the return game that you broke to go up and win the first set? I was just trying to make some returns. I wasn't returning very well, um, and I was just trying to get get the point started. I was tactically, you know, kind of uh, going through different things, and and it wasn't working. So I just tried to make some some balls in the court, and it paid off. And and then I started playing really well. But honestly, it was uh, you know I fed off the crowd I, I, again. Like I think, yeah, thanks guys. I mean, I mean, I. Yeah, I know the level that I'm able to play, and it's been disappointing lately, uh, you know, to not uh, play up to the standard that I that I believe I can play, and and so I'm just you know thrilled that that uh, you know here in match uh, two, well day one, and that I was able to do it, and and uh, so again, thanks everybody, uh, amazing, thank you guys. We're going to see you tomorrow in the doubles with your good friend Daniel Lester. You know how critical that's going to be. What has to get done against Jamie Murray and Dom Inglot? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be a very high-quality match. We're, we're, you know, it's four accomplished doubles players on the court. It's going to be a, a high level. It's going to be very entertaining. So I hope everybody comes out again. And uh, uh, and for those of you who didn't know, it's Daniel's 50th tie, which is uh, incredible. So that's going to be uh, very special uh, playing alongside him on, uh, you know, such such an occasion. Ashley, we started the interview. Your back was to the crowd. You've done the full 360. So congratulations. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So there you go. Ask Pospisil in Canada alive against Great Britain in Davis Cup. It was emotional, but I didn't think he was going to be able to come back to the mic uh, at the beginning as his eyes were welling up. Nice crowd, Canadian flags, and uh, being able to play Davis Cup win. He never faced a break point, not a single one in the match. That's fantastic. He's been struggling the last little bit, so it's nice to see a big win, especially a five-setter. He always shows up for Davis Cup. He plays well for Canada. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll bring it back and uh, we'll do a little uh, roundtable here before we do our National Hockey League uh, fantasy update and before we say goodbye. Uncle Way, this is Sportsnet Tonight with Elliot Price. 
Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590 The Fan on demand. minutes before uh, 10 o'clock tell you what we'll do let's uh let's do our uh hockey uh national hockey league fantasy update now get it out of the and way and then uh, and then we'll uh, close it down so what do we got here you want me to start uh sure Pittsburgh, Columbus, that game pushy, is a final. <laughs> well, no, I was just saying, if you sure, usually we ahead, tell each other which games. I know. You and used then to I wrote do, one you know, down. Before so. tonight, you used to do like this this job. Well, we okay, usually no, do I'm it kidding. before What do you got? Uh, Pittsburgh 4, okay. Columbus 3, that's yep. a final in overtime. Phil Kessel, two goals and an assist. Uh, one of those goals was the game-winning overtime goal. Patrick Hornfist, Nick Benino with the other goals. Latang, Gunsel, Daly, Cullen, and Dumoulin with the assists. Matt Murray had the win there, and for Columbus... Brandon Dubinsky, a goal and an assist. Atkinson and Wenberg, goals there. Uh, Jack Johnson, two assists. And Jenner, Sod, and Seth Jones uh, with a pr- with only one assist. Okay, Gunsel's fine, but he's no Zingle. I just, <laughs> I just want, want you to know. And it, it's like Grant and I do these every night. Yeah. And Grant does them one way, and I do them another way. It's every true. every night. It's 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 really weird. Uh, Bailey from Tavares and Lee. Bailey's ninth of the year. Then Glenn Denning uh, tied it up. Erickson and Abdulkader. Abdulkader uh, tied it. Andrew Ladd with his 11th from the year from Hickey and Quine. Then um, Darren Helm, his sixth of the year from Tatar and Vanek. Anthony Mantha starting to uh, you know fulfill the promise of his junior domination. Really? Yep. And it's taken him a while to get to the NHL, but like the Red Wings have done that over the years, right? Mantha's 12th from Tatar, and then uh, John Tavares. He, he's been pretty good for a while. His uh, 20th. On the power play from Strom and Lee. And then uh, Zetterberg breaks the tie. Uh, that goal at 17.34 the second period from Nyquist and Mantha. And it's 4-3 Detroit. Goaltenders are Grice. And uh, Coro has now taken over for Morazic, who left after three goals on 27 shots. And Coro has stopped all six shots since coming in. 
Florida Anaheim, Hampus Lindholm opened the scoring from Antoine Vermette. Riley Smith uh, tied it up from Demers and Yandel. And then we talked about it before. They're back from injury. Jonathan Huberto scores in his first game back. Primary assist goes to Barkov in his first game back. And Yandel had the other one. He's got two assists. And it's James Reimer in nets. It's his, uh, he's going for his 100th win after the birth of his, his child. Thanks to Carolina 2 and Edmonton 1. Jordan Stahl from uh, Jack, uh, Jakob Slavin and uh, Elias Lindholm. Then Connor McDavid, you're, you're going to see this replay forever because it's just one of those weird goals from uh, Clefbaum and Adam Larson. What happens is um, he's standing at the opposing blue line and his stick breaks, right? Or it's, it's, he feels a crack in it, right? Yeah. So he leans down on it, Connor McDavid, and it breaks. So he's standing at the bench. He gives them the stick. They give him another stick. And a second later, the puck is coming his way. He steps over the blue line, goes in on a breakaway, and backhands it home for the, for the goal. It's stupid! His 18th of the year, just uh, remarkable. Uh, Sebastian Aho, if you know what I mean, <laughs> with his uh, 16th of the year on the power play. So, hey, how about this guy, huh? From uh, Falk, be careful how you say that name, and Tara Vinen, and uh, the goaltenders here, Talbot and Ward. 3-3 Calgary, New Jersey. Sean Monahan with his 19th goal here. He's been hot lately uh, from Johnny Goudreau and TJ Brody. Second goal for Calgary, Chris Versteeg on the power play from Brody and Goudreau. Uh, and Adam Henrique answered for New Jersey from Miles Wood. And Zacha from Camilleri Henrique tied it up. Kyle Palmieri gave them the go-ahead goal for New Jersey from Miles Wood and Taylor Hall. And Matt Stajan, the ex-Leaf, who I couldn't stand... Uh, goes T.J. Brody again with an assist, yeah. and Michael Fairland three three. Calgary's heating up a bit. I hope. <laughs> and, and there it is. That's our last National Hockey League uh, fantasy update. And uh, this is it. We have uh, before the last song we're going to play here. We got like three minutes uh, to say goodbye. So if you boys will, we need to mention as many names as we can oh, okay. of people. Who I'm have had a hand oh, uh, in this show? Okay. So I think we should go round table and start with our uh, Montreal Canadiens contributors. Okay. Um, uh, Eric Engels, Andrew Berkshire, Mark Dumont, uh, Kyle Bukowskis, and Arpin Basu. That okay, was the five. There you go. Okay. Great. Uh, all of them. Unbelievable. Our National Hockey League guys, Todd Alushko. I Our National Hockey League Sportsnet guys. I'm giving John Shannon the right, nod right. here. He's Scott Morrison. Uh, Rory Boylan joined us late. Ryan Dixon. Ryan Dixon. Okay. Um, uh, basketball Dwight Walton, and he was on our first show as well. He gets two. I'm going to say it too. Dwight oh, Walton. Oh, and by the way, we, we left out... Uh, John Bartlett. John he? Bartlett, yep. uh, also from Sportsnet, oh, who true. was our very first yep. uh, guest on this show. Uh, Stephanie Miles has been unbelievable uh, from tennis, joining us from the French Open and the U.S. Open and Wimbledon and the Australian Open. Unbelievable to have her with us. Mariko Ostician, anytime there was a golf tournament, she would join us. Uh, she was great. Avi Goldberg, who we just spoke with. The prof. The prof. The professor or the prof? Who's been the most same. entertaining guest? Gabriel, Gabriel Morenci, yeah, Gabriel. Sports rage. You know what? Though? I do. John grew on me, though. I gotta say, John. Yeah. Every time he was oh, on, John was funny. He yeah, makes me laugh every time. I gotta. John was because uh, I've seen him on TV a lot, right? He, he's got a good personality. But yeah, Gabriel Morenci. Uh, we could have given him this whole show. Okay, and we got <laughs> we got this deep into this show without mentioning the person who has probably been on more than anybody else. 
Mr. DK. Daniel, Daniel Kalis, Kalis absolutely. Uh, handling uh, the National Football League for us. Uh, we thank Dan Riccio in uh, Toronto That's right. uh, for all the soccer. Our soccer Call people. Call Tabanis yeah. and, and Sherman. Sardo. That's right. And Sherman. In, uh, uh, that's right. James Sharman also. Um, yep. uh, and if you guys will think of uh, some more names of people that contributed to the show. Giovanni. The, the sponsors said, yeah, we uh, that Gio. were so good to us. Um, thank you, John Orr from, um, from Yield Orchard Pub who called after... Um, I left, and he said, you need anything, you call me. Uh, we certainly thank him. Uh, Bill at Lester's Deli, unbelievable uh, from day one. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, who else do we have uh, as far as our, our main sponsors are concerned? Truck, uh, truck and Roll. Yep. Uh, we thank uh, Ghislain, uh at Truck and Roll for, for being so good. We thank uh, Howard Cohen, of course, from... You have any idea who Howard Cohen uh, is? Uh, he's Monsieur Drain. Oh, Monsieur Drain. Uh, Monsieur Drain. I, I know him as Monsieur Drain. Uh, Abby Goldberg. And you know what? I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Uh, Abby Gold, not Abby Goldberg. Uh, Paramount Financial Services, and that is Lauren Rubin. Okay. I got. I got to do one quick one that we. It's very important. Daniel Oreo. Yes. Well, there you uh, go. Look now, what he, he did. He I was just a guest. About, but I was going there. to correct myself because I was going to say that somebody that was on more than DK. Was Daniel and Yorio. I want him one day. You got to pass on the message to him, Elliot. Do a greatest hits album, please, because right. it's great. Uh, I love we thank it. Uh, we thank uh, Alex Agostino, yeah. who oh. handled the baseball for us, and of course, uh, Jonah Carey, uh, who uh, Elias Mackles was who, uh, on quite a few times, who joined us a lot and didn't charge us, which was very yep. nice of Eli because he charges everybody else. Yep. Uh, Blair Mackesy uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Anybody else? Uh, Herb Zerkowski. Herb Zerkowski. Uh, um, Sean was on. Sean Zerkowski? Sean Zerkowski was on? I don't know. That's him. not a person. <laughs> that is definitely not a person. Right. I know, I Sean McIndoe. I know, that's right. I know we left out some people, and I'm very sorry because we did this off the top of our heads. But uh, before I go, I want to thank you two guys because uh, you have been unbelievable. And I hope that uh, you'll be as uh, lucky in your careers as I have been in mine. And you guys have a long way to go. And um, I got to tell you uh, that you, you two guys, Grant Robinson, Freddie Uni, could not have done this without you. And um, of course, uh, Luigi Valente for allowing us to do this on the radio. Special. I also would like to thank uh, Elliot for 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 allowing me to help, for allowing me uh, the chance to be on the radio. Uh, someone who emailed you out of the blue, like you mentioned at the top, taking a chance on me. I appreciate it. Grant Robinson, the both of you made me feel as part of the family. Thank you to both of you for an amazing year. I absolutely loved it. Couldn't agree more. I, I'm going to miss it. I'll be honest. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I know you want to put on your last words, but uh, definitely had a good time with you, Elliot. Music, please. Goodbye. Show uh, 183 is the last. We'll miss you. We were born before the wind. Also younger than the sun. Yeah, the bonnie boat was one. As we sail into the mystic Hearts oh, now hear the singers cry Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly